Good morning. Morning. Y'all, I just witnessed the sweetest sight. Those children down there are precious, and one of them wanted prayers to calm their nerves, and Miss Sherry's just praying for them. It just helped me, too. Thank you, Miss Sherry. I just want to uh, thank everybody for showing up today. Not everybody going on vacation at the same week. We miss everybody when they're out. Um, I was out last week, and I got two of the sweetest cards. They really mean a lot, and I'm. And so, if you look around and see somebody out today, just send them a card—not a guilt card, just a card to say we missed you. Um, and if you're a visitor, would you fill out your Connect card that's in the back of the pew? And um, <clears throat> if uh, you're used, if you're a member here, you're you know now how we do our our tithing, so don't forget to send your tithing checks in. We still do those too. Wednesday night, there's Bible study with Carvin Adams, and uh, we have special things for the children and the youth. Next Sunday is Promotion Sunday. Just the children get to move up a class. <laughs> That's it, sorry. <laughs> you don't ever get promoted anymore. <laughs> As James tells me all the time, we're on the runway of life right now. <laughs> Next time we're promoted, we're out of here. <laughs> um, I'm going to do something a little different this morning for our uh, scripture. So if, I, I remember when we first came here, Brother Dennis would do it a lot. Um, so if you'll turn in your hymnal to page 432. And I'm going to give you just some time to find it because I'm going to need some help. I'm going to read the bold, and, and if you will please read the italicized. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Stop being anxious and watchful, for I am your God. I give you strength. I bring you help. I uphold you with my victorious right hand. It is by faith and through Jesus that we have entered this state of grace in which we can boast about looking forward to God's glory. But that is not all we can boast about. We can boast about our sufferings. These sufferings bring patience, as we know, and patience brings perseverance, and perseverance brings hope. And this hope is not deceptive, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which has been given us. May the God of hope bring you such joy and peace in your faith that the power of the Holy Spirit remove all bounds to hope. Amen. Um, that's, that's a wonderful promise. I was, uh, I've been training a girl this week uh, and pray for me and her to, to do embroidery for the children because I'm tired. And uh, I, she was, I was telling her that sometimes when those logos get all, you know, look a little fuzzy, I have a, fire, uh, I have a stick, a candle lighting fire stick. And if you just put that fire stick to them, you know, it'll clean that logo up and make it real sharp looking. But you can't do it long. And that's what I told them. I said, just remember, it's like the Holy Spirit. When you're looking a little fuzzy, <laughs> It'll put your fire to you and you'll clean up real well. So um, sometimes we have to go through things in life that we don't like, but remember what's on the other side is what's good. Um, we're going to enter into our praise and worship at this time. Just clear your hearts and your minds and think about what we're singing. And we have a treat today. I can't wait to see them all. Won't you stand with us as we begin with what a mighty God we serve. Mm -hmm. 
up your banner, let the anthems ring. Praises to our King. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. Great and mighty is He. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. Great and mighty is He. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. Great and mighty is He. Lift up your banner, let the anthems ring. Praises to our King. Great and mighty is the Lord our God. Great and mighty is He. I would like to read a scripture from Psalms 28:7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. And we'll be doing this in this next song. It says, Great are you, Lord. Holy Lord, most holy Lord. You alone are worthy of our praise. So let's praise him this morning as we sing the song. seated if you wish and we're going to continue singing a beautiful old hymn leaning on the everlasting arms Day to day. 
going to have a special by our children this morning. Follow them out either. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wasn't that pretty? Um, Brother Ray, I hope you had a good vacation. I hope Kansas was well, treated you well. Welcome back to Louisiana. Um, we missed you. We're glad you're back. Uh, we have several prayer requests today. Um, let me put my glasses on. I'll just read them to you right quick. We, please be in special prayer for our pastoral search for Sandy Adams, Larry Lawson, John Spires, Royce and Shirley Lowry, um, Gene Hines, Jerry Crane, Nancy Boozer, Unspoken Request, Marie and L.B. Honeycutt, Gene Sosa, COVID, these uh, seeking employment, traveling, our missionaries, children and youth, the lost, the shut-ins. You'll just take this little part home with you, especially, and um, look at that during the week, and, and it has instructions. If you have a prayer, prayer request, to contact Karen Oldham. Um, so uh, just remember all these people in prayer this week. Again, Brother Ray, we thank you so much for... Um, your service to us. Thank you, Donna. It's good to see each of you in the house of the Lord today. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, okay? Father, you heard these needs. And this morning, Lord, you care about everyone that was mentioned, as well as all of those, Lord, that are unspoken in our heart. And Father, as we Look over those list of needs. We're aware that there are many that were on there before that you've healed and touched. God, most all of us have received a healing touch from you, uh, Lord, very recently. And we thank you for the answers to prayer. We praise you that you're a healing God, a loving God, a powerful God. And we thank you for what you've done in our lives. So God, by faith, we ask, and with evidence of what we've seen, that you'd touch every need that was mentioned this morning. Lord, those that are, again, are on our heart as well. Father, just looking at these little children and um, Lord, their, their life, their innocence, their joy, 
Father, you tell us that the kingdom of God is like that. So I pray, Father, that in the spirit we can return to those days and have moments, uh, Lord, that, are, that might become maybe hours and days that we have that spirit of joy. God, it really fits in with uh, today's message. And I just pray, Father, you would hide me behind the cross and allow the words that I share to edify, encourage, strengthen. Lord, I pray your spirit fall upon this church. Anoint the leader that you have for them, Father. And Father, I do thank you for answered prayers and for praises and for your presence, that still small voice that we hear, feel, and is around us all the time. God, you are a God of joy as well, so we rejoice in that. And God, we thank you for your blessings and all God's people said, amen, amen. If you'll get your outline on the back, it looks like a lot of blanks there and we'll try to work it out. Larry, would you turn me down just a tad, buddy? Or it might be me. Hey, it's probably me. I might have it too loud, too far up. Actually, uh, I did go to Kansas right after I left you guys and uh, worked 10 days in harvest and it was hot and it was dry, but God blessed us in an amazing way. We were told we, we wouldn't really have much wheat, but uh, just several of our fields were really blessed and uh, it went well. And then I came back and I've been to two camp meetings and I've been on uh, five days of COVID uh, protocol because I got it super exposed, my wife super exposed through camp and through all of that with the two camp meetings. But I want to praise God, never got any symptoms, never tested positive. Uh, I hope I'm positive, but I didn't test positive anyway. <laughs> and especially with today's message. Uh, but anyway, been through some, some struggles like all of us, but it is a joy to see each of your smiling faces and your uh, welcoming back. And so I pray that today's message will speak to your heart. I want to start a series today on releasing the power of gratitude. And today, specifically, the secrets of a singing heart, which really is based on the scripture that Sister Pat read earlier. Um, I read an article a while back about a principal that, and, a, and a bunch of teachers, and it was a, a beginning of the new year, and the teachers had written their New Year's resolutions out, given them to the principal, and this is crazy, but they were posting them in the teacher's lounge. Now, I don't know if you know, there's a few teachers in here, former teachers in here, but teacher's lounges are amazing. You can be at one school and something discussed in that teacher's lounge, be 20 miles away, and it will, it will be there faster than the speed of light. It's just teacher's lounges is a network before the internet. It was a way that, <laughs> that communication took place. But in the teacher's lounge, they posted everybody's New Year's resolution. Well, there was this one teacher that became very, very upset, very upset, um, because her resolution was not posted. And she just was, you know, how come mine's not there? Just made a big deal about it, so much so that the principal, principal heard it down the hall, and he came down and kind of listened, and he learned enough from what she was saying, uh-oh, let me run back to my office. So he went back to his office, and sure enough, behind his desk, hers had fallen down behind the desk. So he grabbed it real quick, didn't even look at it, ran back down to the teacher's lounge, went up and stapled it. And as he was stapling it, he started cracking up. He just started laughing like crazy because what the resolution uh, said was, for this year, I do not want to let any little things bother me at all. How many of us resemble that in the fact that we make a resolution, sometimes it doesn't even make it, as this case, it hadn't even made it to New Year's Day yet. Uh, you know, many times we do that. But over the next few weeks, here in August probably, maybe a, a time in September, I'm going to issue a challenge to you and to me regarding applying some of God's principles to our life, particularly related to gratitude. But I want it to be related to everyday life. 
on the average day, many of you, and I don't know if you're, back in the day, we were all key carrying people. In fact, I was looking, I've got probably the least number of keys. I've tried to cut back, and you know, we have these new cars now that don't have keys. At first, it really frustrated me, because I just didn't feel it was right unless you stick a key in there. And I feel a little control when you turn it, you know what I mean? And, well anyway, we all carry different keys. In fact, I was thinking about the keys that are there. At one time, if I thought about how many keys I had, if I carried them, and probably in my briefcase, it'd probably be 25 or 30 keys. You know, and just on that set of keys are the keys to many different places, and there are two master keys. So you know what a master key is, right? One key fits many, many locks. In fact, there's two master keys to two different churches on that ring. I just thought of that. Well, you know, I wanted to talk about that as there's attributes in life which open doors. And there's single keys and things in life, positive things you can read that open doors. But there are godly attributes that if we really let God impute on us and we work with God and we, we fight the forces that try to drag us down, that are more like master keys and they'll open many locks and open many doors for us. And so one of God's master keys in life, I believe, is gratitude, the attribute of gratitude and thankfulness in your heart. If you don't believe it, just read the Bible. It's full of that, and we're going to talk about that as well. So how can you and I release this incredible master key, this power of gratitude into our life? Well, I have five doors um, that gratitude will unlock for you. And there's many more. Anyone ever complained about their job before? This is church. Everybody raise your hands. Sure you have. Sure you have. Now, hopefully not every day, but hopefully. There was a guy that I worked with that will remain nameless because I know we're on the internet. And he got frustrated at work several times. He said, I'm going to hire Johnny Paycheck to come and I'm going to hire an 18-wheeler flatbed and his band and have him pull up right in front of this office and sing, take this job. There you go. Well, the only problem was Johnny had gone on. <laughs> so that didn't end up happening. Actually, everybody wanted to see that. Uh, so, on the first one, I have grati gratitude enhances the way I do my job. Some people are stuck in a job that they have, and really, a lot of the reason you're stuck in a job that you have that you don't enjoy is that you're not grateful for it. It's a lot of it's a matter of attitude. In fact, I think if we think about it, almost everything starts with attitude. And one thing that gratitude will do, and I'm going to have a s sermon we're going to talk about this later, is about your job and your employment. And I'm going to share that with you a little bit later. The second one is gratitude frees me to live my life with joy. Uh, let me stop while you're writing that down and tell you something I think I told, I don't know, Conrad or somebody. but. Let me explain something to you. This sermon series and this sermon is to me. I'm preaching to me. I've already preached it to me. In fact, you'll love this. I kind of preached it or read it over to my little grandson, Liam. We've got him for three weeks till school starts. And uh, so I said, Liam, let me read the sermon. And I was reading and, you know, sharing it with him. He said, what do you think, Liam? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And even, even at the end, did what he needed to do. Uh, so it's already been positive. But this sermon's to me, you just get to listen in. Because I'm sure you have all the gratitude you need. You're so grateful. You're so thankful. You know all about the master key. Been there, done that. Probably even have a gratitude t-shirt. Right? So, but this is for me, just in case. So gratitude frees me up to live with joy. I don't know about you, but I need more joy in my life. I need to live with more joy in my life. And, you know, the Bible tells us Christ gives us joy. Now, the scripture that's probably one of the toughest for me is count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you go through various trials and tribulations. Count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you work with a jerk. Count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when somebody tries to rip you off. What? 
trials, right? When you, when you wake up and you got a headache, a toe ache, a back ache, and a few other aches that we can't talk about. Count it all joy. That's what the Bible talks about. How in the world can you do that? I'm telling you, some things are only possible with God and his Holy Spirit, right? And it can happen. And that's what I'm saying. This, these keys that I'm going to talk about these next few weeks open up the spirit where we can have joy even when we're going through tough times. And I'm not saying I've arrived or I've obtained it. But I've been with people and I've seen people go through cancer and terrible things and they had a joy. They had a joy of the Lord that carried them through. Kind of like the footprints in the sand type deal that's going on. The next one, item three on your outline, gratitude opens me up to receive the blessings of God. Again, these are just nuggets and we'll talk more about them later. Blessings of God. Did you know many times God wants to bless you and he wants to bless me, but he can't because we're not thankful of what we have. I'll talk about money. I know that many times we're blessed at a point, everybody in the United States is blessed, but we're blessed and, but God, his word's clear. He can't bless us anymore because we're not handling what we have now. Read the word. It's clear. And in my case, maybe I got that. That's good. But maybe I'm not as thankful or appreciative of what I got. So guess what? He can't bless me anymore. God's a perfect dad. Okay? He loves us beyond anything. His grace is amazing. But he's also not a person that just gives, gives, and spoils us rotten either. He's a good father, an appropriate father, a perfect father. Sometimes as parents, we forget that. Are you thankful this morning? I hope you are. Gratitude, number four, lessens the pain of life. I briefly jumped ahead on that one. Lessens the pain of life. We can learn to be grateful even when life stinks. In fact, with the Lord's help, sometimes it can be so stinky, it can be so bad that you just go, really? And laugh at it. Like, what's the, what's the probability all these things would be happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is crazy. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like the Spirit of the Lord gives you a deal going, hey, I can handle this. It's going to get better. Or all my bad times come in. I've got good times coming. You know, just a positive attitude that the Lord gives us. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 Paul talks about, I've learned to be happy whether I have much or little. I actually use that sometimes. says, I've learned to be happy in whatever state I'm in, including Louisiana. <laughs> That's my, my version. It's not in the Bible. Okay? Sorry. Uh, right now in Louisiana, with the humidity, yesterday I was at my camp, and I got up early. I had trimmed a bunch of limbs the day before. And I was just picking up two little trailer loads of limbs. And it was pretty early. When I was done, one hour later, I had to come in to my trailer, took all my clothes off. Don't picture this, okay? <laughs> and I have a slab out behind my trailer, a hot slab, sun's out. And I just threw them, my clothes out and they went slap. They were soaking wet, everything, okay? And put on a new set. And then about two hours later, came back. Those were dry. <laughs> and just, it was so hot and humid. You have to be called to live in Louisiana and go outside this time of year, right? But Paul says, I've learned to be happy with little or much, with everything or nothing, full stomach, empty stomach. Y'all know, I've learned the secret of living in every situation with joy. Now, where did Paul write this from? I asked Liam last night and he told me. Where did Paul write that I've learned to be happy and, and, and content in whatever situation? Guess where he was? The best jail in town. Wow. Whew. Wow. Number five. Gratitude lifts those around me. This is where you can kick, you know, with your arm, the person sitting next to you, maybe. Gratitude lifts those around you. It's a secret, but much of the change we want to happen in others is released when we put gratitude in ourselves. 
If I smile more and I have more joy, guess what? Dana has more joy. Dana's pretty well very joyous. She's a sanguine personality. Those of you that went through the class we did back in February or so would understand what I'm talking about. But she's very positive, sanguine, loves life. Many of you know her. You know, and, and, and I'm, I'm an opposite. I'm a choleric melancholy. And, um, and so opposites attract and we help each other out. It's great, but she, she's more positive. But I guarantee you she's even more positive when I'm positive. You see how that works? That, that's, everybody appreciates it. And sadly, we're not appreciative of the people that are around us many times until they're gone. And that's just human nature. So I pray that we live it out and I, I hope the Lord will make me thankful and make you thankful and the Lord would give you and I joy. Do you agree with that this morning? Our text, which is uh, something that I think, do we have that up, Brooke? Uh, it's taken from Psalms 28.7. This is the NLT uh, version. Look at this. The Lord is my strength, my shield from every danger. Amen to that. I trust in him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Now keep that up there. This will preach about 10 sermons right here. I'm just telling you. The Lord being your strength. The Lord being a protector. How you trust in him. About your heart. I got a text from a pastor out of state that's a friend of mine. Just saying that he's learned that what's in his heart comes out of his mouth. And he prays today in his sermon that the message from his heart is from God. You know, it's a positive thing because it's true. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he and all that. And then he helps me. That would preach like crazy. God helps us. Wow, how positive is that? And my heart's filled with joy when I just think about this. But the last one, you may not be a singer. You may not, as my dad used to say, can carry a tune in a bucket. Now, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what you can do with a bucket to put a tune in it. Uh, but, you know, some people, they, they sing and they have the sweetest spirit, but what comes out isn't good. You know, or at least auditorily doesn't stimulate a good feeling. Makes dogs want to yell. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> but here's the thing. I hope that, that in, at, at times we burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Now, do we know, does anybody here know anybody that lives life with that much joy? I hope you do. I hope you know at least one person. Maybe you is that person. Uh, I hope you do. Well, there's musicals that are out there, <clears throat> and I was thinking about them. You're watching a movie. I remember as a kid, you watch a movie, you get into it, and then all of a sudden there's a song. And as a kid, I used to go, and I don't mean a little kid like these, but a little bit, I would go, I'll get back to the movie, you know, because the girl will do this and all that. But I remember being at youth camp in Kansas. We, we moved from here when I was 15. And there was a guy, a pastor named Easter, Brother Easter. And about 6.30 in the morning on the PA system over Camp Fellowship in Kansas, he would sing this. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got a wonderful feeling. And he would go, not near as good as me, and go way high and it'd blow the mics and then things would, you know, vibrate. Everything's going my way. Guess where that's from? Anybody? Oklahoma. The musical. The TV in, in a movie. Well, here's what I'm saying. Every now and then, I want you to remember that crazy preacher that sang you Oklahoma. Kind of like... I shouldn't say this because you'll get in your mind. But have you ever noticed that every now and then there'll be a crazy song on the radio? You don't even have to like it, but you get it in your mind and you start singing it. And I'm not going to say it for you because I can say two or three right now and you'll be singing it for 10 days and going, I got to get over this. Well, this is a good one. This is a good one to sing. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. 
I've got a feeling everything's going my way. Or what about the classic that you got to take medicine, honey, you got to take the medicine. Oh, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Mary Poppins, that's right. It just all of a sudden, that. do you guys get out much? <laughs> Lord, help us. Yes, I mean, that's a good one. You ought to teach your kids that, you know, as they drink that purple goo or whatever it is. So this morning we're talking about releasing the power of gratitude. I burst out into songs of thanksgiving. That's where at times we need to be. I know we can't live there. You can't be there all the time. But God wants us to have joy that's expressed. Joy that's held within us, but also joy that's expressed. So the first secret that I have of a singing heart is gratitude is a matter of perspective. Gratitude is a matter of perspective. So what's the master key? The master key is begin to see all of life as a gift. So if gratitude is a matter of perspective, if we begin to see life as a gift from God, it will develop that. One of the greatest hurdles in our culture today, by far, in a, to a heart of gratitude, and I say it on the internet, and it may be repeated, and it may be a problem, but this is true, is the spirit or the idea of entitlement. Do you know what I mean by entitlement? Our entire culture today tends to think life owes me a living or owes me stuff. And the government owes you. Your job owes you. Your family owes you. Even the church owes you. And so if you walk around with this kind of mentality, you're going to be miserable because none of those will be able to meet your needs and do exactly what you want if you feel entitled. Every single piece of life that happens is a gift from God. Every good and perfect thing that ever happens is a gift from God. Whether you like it or I like it or not, Every good thing comes from God. The Bible says it. It's true. You're not entitled. God gives it. God gives it, not the government. Ecclesiastes 5.15, the wisest human to ever live, Solomon says, Naked a man comes from his mother's womb, and he, so he will so depart. He takes nothing from his labor that he can carry with him in his hand when he leaves. I, t I told Liam this. You're born naked, you're going to leave naked. Here's the truth. You can make a lot of difference in the world, maybe some difference, whatever. But it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much land you have, whatever. When you leave, you don't take anything with you. And anything put down in the casket with you, I've been to some funerals and gosh, done many of them. You know, people want certain things put in the casket and whatever. I'm telling you, it ain't going with you unless you want to stay down. <laughs> you just want to stay down there with it. And you're not whether you want to or not. To be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord if we know him. And the point is, at that moment of death, our soul separates our bodies. We just got to hear a near-death or a death experience at camp meeting. And I've had three live occasions where I've heard that. And in every one of them, they leave their body. They see things going on in a realm other, and they can even see the hospital bed or whatever, but they're in another realm. You know, your soul leaves who you are. And praise the Lord, it leaves. Okay? I want to trade mine in. You're talking about getting promoted. The next promotion is amazing. You come into this world from nothing, and we're going to leave with nothing. Psalms 24.1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. So you and I don't actually own anything, absolutely nothing. Now, I love land, and I just 
I guess it's the most tangible thing. You know, car, you buy a car, you drive it off the lot, it's not worth as much most likely. Now, if you keep it as long as Gene does and rework it, it might come back around and be worth something. But, you know, and I have a few that I wish I'd never gotten rid of. But my point is, everything goes down, land tends to not. They're not making any more of it. There's some, some exceptions. But here's the thing, I don't own it. My name may be on the title. I'm a steward of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? God owns it. I'm strictly a steward to try to make it better. And mankind many times doesn't even make it better. James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. I've already mentioned that. Coming down from the fathers of light. This morning when I took my first breath, guess where that came from? God. All right, so I've got something I want to read to you. This is pretty tough. This is pretty tough. So our lives are forever changed when we develop this perspective that it's a gift. So it's called I am thankful, I'm thankful. Hell, this is going to be tough. You're going to, the altars will be open later, not right now, okay? I'm thankful for the teenager who is home not doing the dishes and just, just watching TV. Wow. Because they are home and not on the streets. What a perspective. I'm thankful for the taxes I pay because that means I'm employed. I'm thankful for the mess to clean up after a party because it means I've been surrounded by friends. I'm thankful for the clothes that fit a little too snug because it means I have plenty of food to eat. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Lord forgive us. I'm thankful for the shadow that watches me work when I'm outside in that heat because it means I'm in the beautiful sunshine of Louisiana with 2,000% humidity. I'm thankful for the lawn that needs mowing, the windows that need cleaning, the gutters that need fixing because it means I have a home. What a perspective. I'm thankful for all the complaining about our government because that means we have the freedom of speech. I'm thankful for the parking spot at the far end of the parking lot because I'm capable of walking and I've been blessed with transportation. I'm thankful for my huge cooling bill. Boy, is this not relating today. Because it means I'm able to have air conditioning. I'm thankful for the one behind me at church who sings off key because it means I can hear. That's putting a positive spin on it. I'm, I'm thankful for the laundry and the ironing because it means I have clothes to wear. I'm thankful for the weariness and aching muscles at the end of the day because it means I'm capable of working hard. I'm thankful for the alarm that goes off early morning hours because it means I'm alive and God has given me one more day. It is a gift. What a perspective. I know it convicted me. Secret two. Gratitude is a matter of action. And the master key is, it's a matter of action. The experience of gratitude often follows the expression of gratitude. The experience of gratitude often follows the expression of gratitude. Here's what I'm saying. When, when we say, Lord, make me thankful... What we're saying is, Lord, make me feel thankful. And God is more interested about you being thankful than he is you and I feeling thankful. Feelings change. Don't live by feelings. Don't, don't mean, doesn't mean God doesn't want us to have feelings. He does. Very passionate about that. But you can't live by feelings. You have days you might be moody, you know, all those things. Or you might be so intellectual and in the Word of God that you're of earthly no good. The point I'm trying to say is feelings come and go as part of life, some more than others. But you need to be thankful in what you say and what you do. How many of your thoughts, when you got up this morning, to be real honest, you didn't want to go to church? Don't raise your hands, okay? I don't want to embarrass you. Reminds me of the pastor that 
you know, got up one morning and didn't want to go to church. He said, Mom, your mom was little living at home. He said, you got to go to church. Well, you know, why? Well, you're the pastor. You got to go, you know. Yeah, there's been Sundays. We all know that. You don't want to go. But here's what I'm saying. You didn't, your feelings were don't go, but you went ahead and went and you were super blessed, right? Or you went ahead and went to work or you went ahead and did something and God blessed you. So you don't live by feelings. If you went around living like feelings, what kind of friend would that be? A person that just lived by feelings. Woo! It would take years of therapy to help me get them a friend. Because you can't live by feelings. You just go on and God blesses. You know what it's called when you don't feel like doing something but you do what's right anyway? It's, it's a new word you probably never heard. Maturity. And we recently saw some tremendous immaturity. We need to see maturity. Maturity. Because you don't feel like doing it, but you do it anyway because it's the right thing to do. So when the feelings don't come, we need to express gratitude to God. Cast our cares on Him and say, God, help me. I don't feel like doing it. And do it. And I promise you, he will bless you with gratitude and with joy. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. So even as we pray, we, we, we go back to our text, we're thankful when we pray. By faith sometimes, but not by feelings. No matter, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, no matter what happens, always be thankful for we know this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. So the Bible's very clear. Being thankful, being grateful is God's will for you. God, what's your will for me? Being thankful, being grateful. God's never going to will you to feel, but God will always will you to be thankful. Actually be thankful. So I think I have on your outline, maybe I do, maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, never confuse feeling grateful with being grateful. They're two separate things. Never confuse feeling grateful with being grateful. Big powerful nugget. You don't feel your way into action. You act your way into feelings. In 1948, a guy named Edward Kramer had three children and he wanted to teach them to be thankful. So he told them often, you know, about how to be thankful. And finally, one supper, it hit him. And after supper, he says, I'm going to give each of you three postcards and I want you to think of three people whom you're thankful for and write them a personal note of why you're thankful for them. So the kids wrote the notes and they started doing it every single day. This was very hard at first, particularly for kids. Children are not naturally thankful. Have you ever, as a mother, you kill yourself, you carry a baby for nine months, you go through that. I mean, I honor you, I adore you, God bless you. And you bear this child and they look up to you one day and go, no. There's not a word for that. <laughs> Maybe how God feels to us, okay? So, but here's what he found out. The more they wrote the thankful cards, the more thankful they became. It was like a circular thing. Does that make sense to you? So they became more thankful. They thought of more people to be thankful for. And it just got to be a kind of going on. So the Kramers designed their own postcard and they designed it like a Western Union telegram back in the 40s and early 50s and it was called a thank you gram. So guess what? The whole family made their living with thank you grams. In fact, President Eisenhower used them, Walt Disney used them and they ended up making this little experiment turned into their business for their family. In other words, why a family decided to express gratitude and ended up being a career for them. Wow. And Sister Mary, I know you send cards out. God bless you. You get, yeah, you get special credit right now. That's great. Secret three, gratitude is a spiritual matter. So what's the key here? What's the key? The key is gratitude is a reflection of our heart, as I said earlier, our faith and our hope. 
Gratitude's a spiritual matter and it's a reflection of our heart, our faith, and our hope. So, you speak to those who have faith and a personal relationship with Christ. And here's what I notice. Honestly, many times we forget what God has done for us. And we need to be reminded. That's one of many, many reasons why we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We should come to hear sermons that are challenging and encouraging and let the Holy Spirit speak to us. We've set aside an hour of worship and sermon and hearing the kids. And I, I know before I ever spoke, God's already spoken to you. God's working. And one of the reasons is to remind us of what God has done for us. Sometimes we forget what he's brought us from. Some of us in this room, he's brought us, you know, in a human sense, from some pretty bad stuff way over here. Maybe even out of an addiction or something like that. Pretty crazy. And then we forget how blessed we are in our families and how we've avoided. For many of us, we haven't been there, but we've avoided a lot of things and God's blessed us. Here's what's crazy. Many times people that have had such struggle and God's brought them so far, they're more appreciative. When really we overhear that God's blessed ought to be super appreciated that we were raised in a Christian home or by God's grace we avoided a lot of things and God's blessed us. And this is where we want our kids to be, right? We want to be over here grateful in the meantime now. That's where we need to be. So we need to be reminded of how God is good to us. Gratitude is a spiritual theological matter because when we forget what God's done in our life, what God's doing in our life, that God holds us in the palm of our hand and all that, we're going to have major problems. We need to always remember what God's done for us and be grateful. Hebrews 12, 28. Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, let us be thankful. In other words, we're a part of God's kingdom. Let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. You were raised hearing cleanliness is next to godliness. I'm going to revise that and tell you gratefulness being grateful and thankful is more next to godliness than cleanliness. You can be pretty dirty physically and all that. I'm not talking spiritually, physically. And that has nothing to do with your relationship with God. But gratefulness has everything to do with it. When you know what God has done and you know what God is doing, when you know where you're going, you cannot help but be grateful. Amen? You can't help it. I'm going to close with this. Back in the 80s, I loved college football. And uh, there was a team that now is pretty good. It's usually pretty good, but it was terrible back in those days. University of Wisconsin. They're the Badgers. Okay? And they were playing Michigan State University at Badger Stadium up in Wisconsin. And Michigan... Michigan State was just whooping them. I mean, it was, it was, the game was over at halftime. 60,000 fans were in the stadium watching them get beat. In the second half, it just worked out where every time there was a timeout on the field and nothing going on, the fans in the stadium just went crazy and started you know, jumping up and saying, you know, yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, and all. well, needless to say, the coaches and the players didn't know what was going on. They couldn't get it. Is their best play timeout? You know, hey, let's call another timeout. Yay! You know, I mean, what, what's going on? They didn't understand what's going on. Here's what was going on. 70 miles down the road down at Milwaukee, the Brewers were playing the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series. And it was game three of the World Series, and the Brewers were winning, and all these people, the game was so terrible, they had their Walkmans on, and just so happened, every time they called a timeout, somebody hit a home run, <laughs> and they got ahead. It's just the timing of it. And so the whole place burst into applause, because they're here watching the game, but they're listening to, on the radio, to the game, 70 miles away. What in the world does that have to do with anything? All right, let's listen. That's a good example of what should be going on in my life, maybe yours. 
Why? No matter what's going on on the field of life right now, no matter if you're getting beat or you're losing or whatever, just around the corner, listen. Tune in to God's radio and hear, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It won't be long. You'll be walking streets of gold. You will be, just go on and on with it. And by the way, I'm going through tension right now, but you know what? Tomorrow I'll have peace. By faith, in a couple days, I'm going to sleep good. In other words, our destiny, our victory is assured in the most important game of life. Amen? Sometimes we need to change our channels and tune into that. So as I close, let me get the bottom of your outline there. As I close, you see there a personal reflection. I need to be more grateful. Perhaps you're like me and you need to be more grateful. And I want to maybe challenge you to write down something that you feel like you need to be more grateful for. Or you could be like Liam and he just listed everything. And the worship team's going to come up and I'm going to have a moment of prayer here. But I wondered if you'd take a minute and write down some things that you need to be grateful for. You feel the Holy Spirit leading you. And I want to pray for you and perhaps as I pray you might even write something else down. Father God, I believe your Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts and telling us of so many things that, that you bless us with. God, could we open our spiritual eyes and see how blessed we are? Would you allow that to happen right now and more and more each day? Lord God, I pray that you would make everybody that's here today and those listening online be blessed with an attitude of gratitude. That God, we would all be more positive. We would try to, yes, we're hurt, we struggle, we go through a tough time, but we would change the radio dial just a moment and listen in to what you're telling us. Or think about what tomorrow will bring because we know who holds tomorrow. God, I love you for so many attributes. But God, I love you especially today because you love me first and you are in control. When I listen to the news, it's not good. When I see things around, a lot of time it's not good. But I know who's in control. And that gives me hope. And I am grateful. God, I pray the things that we write down, we'll commit to you to be more thankful for. Fathers, we sing. May we respond in whatever way. Come to the altar, bow our heads, sit where we are. Commit to you. Sing out loud, but God, do whatever the Spirit is calling for us to do. God, may every person, the worship team, myself, all of us, be very thankful and grateful for your love and what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to sing. Yes, won't you stand with us and we'll begin our attitude of gratitude by singing, Jesus, we just want to thank you.
really is truly powerful. I was stuck in a job that I just really got to where I just didn't want to get up and go to work every day. God told me, said, be grateful for that job. And I didn't really know how. So I thought, okay. I get up in the morning, I get dressed, I start thanking him. Thank you for your health. Thank you for a shower. It was the small things. Thank you for just things. I go to work. I drive to work. Thank you for the car. Thank you for air conditioning. Thank you for a, a road to get to the job. Thank you for air conditioning when I got there. And just kept thanking him for the small things. Finally, you know, it was, it took me three minutes to get to work. <laughs> I was looking for things to thank him for. I thank him for the leaves on the trees. <laughs> but I promise you it works. Finally, I got to where, you know, he showed me all the good things that came from that. And that's what he'll do for, for you. Thank you for giving us the roadmap for this week. Um, let's just be grateful and thankful. I'm thankful that we're meeting together after COVID. I swore I would, after, after going through sitting home all the time, I wouldn't miss <laughs> ever again. So we thank you. Let's just bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, you are so good to us. We couldn't ever thank you. Enough for, for your goodness and your love. Help us, Lord, to look around us and see think people that are not as blessed as we are. And in your service, bless them also. Go with, go with us through the week. I'm sorry. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 